Yo, yo, Marty. Yo. What? Yo, come on, man. Get hey. up, man. It's, Where is she? We're going to record today's episode. What are you doing? Oh, man, you're sleeping Christ. in again. Your alarm's been going off for like 10 minutes. Oh, man. I had the craziest nightmare. What? What, what, do you, what about what? Had a dream that I missed this podcast record. You're about to. Quit wasting my time. Get up. Hello, 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 and welcome to Housewarming, the podcast, the share house confessional for renters. I'm Nat Demina. And I'm Marty Smiley. And we're here. Our sole purpose is to unearth the craziest stories of shared living. That's right. And along the way, we'll find out what you and your favorite people are like to live with. Damn, dog. First episode. This you is pumped? our. This is yeah. No, I am kind of pumped. This is our. This is our first yeah. episode. It's taken a while to get here, and here we are. If this is the first one you've tuned into, we strongly suggest you listen to our intro episode. It's really the welcome mat for the series. Wipe your feet, you know, obviously before you come in. <laughs> Let's check in. We've got to let our audience know, you know, where we're at as a share house. Mm-hmm. To be blunt, we can't afford rent. No, no. I'm unemployed. You? I'm also unemployed. Um, We did try to do something about this, Um, you know, during the pandemic and the lockdown. I think everyone everyone tried to do the same thing, a rent reduction. Everyone went for a rent reduction. Mm -hmm. We went three times. (laughs) We tried three times to get a rent reduction. Our landlord ghosted us. He kind of did ghost us. There was a three month period where there was it just not, he was just not returning uh, emails. Mm. Um, but just paint a picture for our listeners. You know, what, what are some of the issues we have in our house? Cause you know, we had our condition report when we first moved in and there were some things to fix and it's become at a point with our landlord where we've been yes. like, look, if you're not going to give us a rent reduction, mm-hmm. can you at least like fix some of the things that are causing us issues? All right. Okay. Do we have time for the whole list? Because I feel have like a this podcast is going <laughs> to... Have a go. All right. Okay. So we've got an oven that doesn't work, only on grill function. <laughs> we have got mold in uh, two bedrooms, a bathroom and the kitchen. We have a severe bug infestation problem. Our, fruit flies. Yeah. yeah fruit yeah. flies. We've got our drains are actually underneath the house, which you would never build a house like that anymore. Our toilet seat is broken. Our toilet door doesn't lock. My bedroom door doesn't close. My window doesn't have any blinds. <laughs> Which um, I think is your fault, not the landlord. No, no, you can was, put blinds there was up. No bl- I could have, but also, you know, I want to wake up with the sun. And if I have blinds, I know I'll sleep till midday. So I'm taking okay, away so that Okay, so this is option. not an issue actually with on the condition report. Well, I did bring it up okay. and she did say... That she would fix it. Okay. A real estate agent did say, she's like, you know what? You're right. You should have blinds. Um, and the last one, which you've sort of forgotten, is that there's just all this water damage in the wall. Like, oh, my Lord, the water damage. It's really, I don't, I think. Like, we, it, have you ever seen a wall go rotten? It's crazy. It, it, it kind of bubbles. Yeah. Our walls are bubbling. It's peeling. It's quite a list. And it's been a journey to try and get our landlord to do something about it, but. After this whole fiasco, I thought for the to get this whole podcast started, it might be a good thing to fill you in Nat, mm-hmm. on some research that I've done to discover oh, you, who our landlord really is. Right, because we have we have no contact with. It's just through the real estate. It's agent. just through the real estate and she, agent. She says he never responds to her, <laughs> which is the ultimate uh, power move. 
<laughs> what do you think, like, the stereotype of a landlord is? Oh, a hard-working member of society who pays their dues. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that we're laughing about this in some ways. Uh, um, grubs, absolute grubs. Yeah. Uh, the worst of, of all. Um, yeah. Well, look, after an extensive Google search, I believe I found credible evidence mm-hmm. that our landlord is exactly that, possibly a grub. <laughs> um, okay. What I'm just going to give it to you straight. Mm-hmm. I am pretty sure that our landlord is related to a notorious crime figure and that um, this crime figure was featured in Underbelly, an Australian <gasps> TV show set in King's Cross. And uh, he has his own luxury property construction company. Oh, my. You're lying. The man that we asked for a rent redemption from owns <laughs> a enormous construction company building harborside mansions. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't respond to my real estate agent either. If, uh, <laughs> if you're just chilling in a massive pad. <laughs> if you're b- building all of the mansions. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't care about our house and how it looks. He he's not owns like, oh. that piece of land. He's like, oh, I heard, what's his name? Oh, Nat, Nat Demeanor, I think. Yeah, he's, he, he's a struggling stand-up comedian. He's, he hasn't been able to get up on stages, you know. <laughs> I've got I to gotta give this guy a hand Oh, out. man, I, yeah, we really have at home how much we're struggling and still nothing. And to, you're telling me this guy's probably a millionaire? Oh, yeah, he's a multi-millionaire. Multi? Um, multi. It, the tens of millions, <gasps> hundreds of millions. Um, oh, my Lord. So I wanted to look a bit further and, you know, I did find something that I thought oh, I would really interest you. Okay. Which is there's a story that's been published about his construction company mm-hmm. uh, and it starts with this. This is the story of a plush harborside development, a feud over a $16,000 tree lopping bill and an angry tradie who kidnapped a raincoat, and held it ransom to encourage the developers to pay his bill. The developer is our landlord. (laughs) (laughs) So our landlord is rebuilding a harborside mansion right now. It's worth $11 million. Wow. Millions of which are apparently just spent on imported Italian tiles. And it was bought by ex-cricketer Michael Clark's ex-wife's best friend. Wow. You know when someone's telling you a story like, yeah, it happened yeah. to my best friend's girlfriend's de yeah, facto. Yeah, 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 yeah. She goes to another school. You wouldn't know. <laughs> no, no, can we circle back to, sorry, took a raincoat, kidnapped a raincoat? So according to the tree lopper, who's obviously got to clear the building site to be able to build this huge mansion on, the lopper comes there, he doesn't get paid his bill. So he decided to, as he says in quotes, borrow. And this is... Do you remember when we had a handyman come to the house to survey it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. It's his jacket. So the tree lopper decided to borrow our handyman's jacket on the building site because he wasn't paid for the tree he cut down. Mm-hmm. And as a way to make sure the landlord paid the bill, he stole the jacket from our handyman <laughs> and has told him he won't give it back until the bill is paid. I quote, I borrowed the raincoat to help him with his memory and I promised to return it. Once he got his invoicing up today. <laughs> Do you think we should borrow something? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. If you're, the guy, if you're the guy who gave up the jacket, 
if the guy came up to you and said, oh, man, I haven't been paid. Can I borrow your rain jacket? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is so I, I was like, who cares? This is a rain jacket. It's a $1,600 rain jacket specialized for what? Yachting. <laughs> Honestly, I was just dying reading this. I was like, is this where we're at? This is where our property prices are at. This is why we can't get into it. And this is why we can't get a rent reduction because you've got People like this, $1,600 rain jacket. Fucking Hunger Games out there. Oh, man. Yeah. Jackets are being held hostage. Take down the capital. <laughs> Do we need to borrow something from our landlord? Man, we can't even get in touch with the guy. How are you going <laughs> to? What are you talking about? Are you crazy? You know what I would love to borrow? His time. That would be a start. Hey, Can you man. give us 15 minutes? <laughs> In the meantime, this is the point of the show where we bring on our guest. Our guest today is Nino Yama, who actually, coincidentally, just played a landlord on Bondi Hipsters. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Grub. But we're still having her on the show, and we do love her. She's a stand-up comic, writer, actor, who you've probably seen on Utopia or Tonightly. I have worked with Nino in the past before, and there is a couple of things you should know about her, Marty. Okay. She's very, very talented. Yep but she also loves that party life. Oh, yeah. We've oh. had uh, many a party with her. Mm-hmm. And having known Nina for a while, I can say for someone so successful, she has incredibly low standards for living. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> She's a self-described grub who once told me she'd be very comfortable in a pin. <laughs> okay. Nina's also a big believer in living with strangers over living with friends. Okay. Hates living with friends. Hmm. We have her on today to find out why she believes this, and if the filth life chose her or if she chose the filth life. Wait, is that her now? That's her. Hey! Hey! How's it going? It's yeah. a pleasure to be here. Oh. I have brought you a housewarming gift. Oh, thanks so much. Jelly belly, a jelly jelly belly canister. Does it have jellies in it? I wonder what's um, inside. <laughs> you can, can open. Oh, there's something in there. Oh, this is the most nice thing. I feel like what a great present. You will enjoy this present <laughs> of jelly beans. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Beautiful Good gift. jelly beans. Thank, Thank you very you. much. You're Nina. welcome. This is a wonderful present. That's great. So many things you can keep inside it. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks so much for the gift. Oh, no, thank you for letting me come over. We and love canisters and we need them to hold a various assortment of things, uh-huh. some things that are legal in Canberra. Like fireworks <laughs> yeah. and pornos yeah. <laughs> and not the other thing. You went to university or I guess in, in for our US listeners, college. College. Um, in a regional town called Bathurst. Yes. Um. Was it your kind of average college experience that you see on Superbad? Um, I think American colleges have like a different kind of, I'd say we did have like a frat culture, but we didn't have like Alpha Phi Kappa. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, the girls wear leggings and they like have blonde hair and like have secrets. It yeah. wasn't like that kind of culture. Yeah. It was like, oh, all the blokes are boys, whatever. It wasn't like that. It was just kind of like a bunch of people together in a very messy place. Yeah. And I think as well, like in Bathurst, it's like 
three and a half hours drive from Sydney to if you speed, which I did. Um, <laughs> all the time. Oh, all the time. I got so many speeding fines. <laughs> anyway, let's just a story for another time. But we basically like all these kids that had like never lived out of home before. Mm. Most of us were like 18 through 20 and you just go to the middle of nowhere and you have no parental supervision oh my God. and you just go buck wild. And it's like, Jesus. it's like this town that is like, it's got the most pubs per capita. So everyone's drinking all the time. <laughs> Everyone is on Centrelink. So like on Thursday, it's, fucking loose and like <laughs> it, it is just like this place where no one gives a shit and also like my uh classes were in this section of campus that was right next to a dormitory so you could be like oh excuse me miss can i go to the toilet and then you'd just leave and like go and smoke bongs in a dorm for 10 minutes and then come back and be like okay <laughs> and like no one would give a shit because it's like everything was so close and everything was so close together right um i did not live on campus i lived downtown in a house yeah, okay. and because there was such a strong dorm culture like on campus, there was also weirdly a really strong dorm culture, like in the town as well. So we were called downtown dorm. But like you're in this like country town, basically. Yeah. Three. Everything might be so close, but you're far away from everything else. So was it like safe? I imagine there'd be like it'd be terrifying out there. Oh like. no, it was not safe. Like, <laughs> there was so in the walk up to the uni. What? There's no cottages like and just like cute little, nice like, old grannies. ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there, there was a lot of that, but then also, like, there was just very, They would like, shank you as well. <laughs> yeah, there was, like... shacked by a knitting quill. <laughs> there was that, but they held knives. There yeah. was fucking... Like, you say that as a joke, but, like... <laughs> the, so the first time I went to this, like, student pub, there was a pub called the Elephant Castle or the E&C, and I went there to just say, say hi and, like, to inquire about, like, because I wanted to work there. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the girl behind the, ha- the counter and she just looked, like, so shocked. Like, she was just, like, looked like she'd seen some crazy stuff. Stuff. And I was trying to kind of like make small talk with her. And at some point she was like, I'm sorry, just like five minutes before you came, this guy came into the pub covered in blood and was yelling about some random shit and he had blood all over him and then he ran away. And I was just like, wow, I love Bathurst. Um, this is a normal like thing that place. happens. <laughs> okay, so downtown dorm, uh, you're in your first kind of place in Bathurst, mm-hmm. settling in. On a scale of one to grubby, how grubby are you? Oh, I'm fucked grubby. Okay. Like I did not grow up in a house like that cleaned. Like we just didn't clean. We just never clean. And my parents still do not clean. I hope they're not listening to this. But they're just not cleaners. Like, you know, there's people that keep things clean and then there's people that just like let it break down right. in its natural cycle. So this is the this is the kind of background you've come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Because my mom, every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock, everybody in the house would be woken up. Really? And we would clean the entire house, sweep, mop, dust, everything would be done every week That's on a incredible. Saturday morning. That's weird. I hated my, it. My mom actually did do the same, except we really? didn't help. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my mom didn't do anything, and I didn't help. As well, so you know, can relate. Yeah, I was like a super grub. I clean now, obviously. Did, um, in, I'm not a but savage. Everyone else was like that, right? It, yeah, nobody gave a fuck. Like it was so good. We had everyone would always just smoke bongs on our balcony and like leave glass bottles everywhere, and it was just like. It was kind of like a what's that mutually assured destruction? It's like, well, I'm not going to clean if you're not going to clean. So let's see yeah, how disgusting. Yeah, who's going to hold out the longest? Yeah, yeah, and then the only time we would ever clean is if we had a landlord 
inspection. True. And yeah. then you just spend all night cleaning and then you just let it deteriorate for another fucking year. It's, it's a bit of a freaking game, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but it's a great the, cycle. Another way like, you yeah. know that things have gone too far is if you can't walk in the kitchen. You're just stuck yeah, to yeah. the tiles. <laughs> you're just like... You once... Yes. I heard. I, I remember I this. can't believe it. I just said yes. I don't even know what you're going to say. Yeah. You once told me you identified as a freegan. <laughs> okay, never identified as a freegan. <laughs> Look. That's like going beyond the realm. That's like we being... all have our things that we identify <laughs> yeah. as. Yes. And, and, you know, I've seen your stand-up set. You do talk a lot about being bi. Yeah. Never so much about identifying as a freegan. Mm. That's because I don't... I, I don't think I ever told anyone I identify as a freegan. That's like part of identity <laughs> politics. Um, no, it's so shameful to be a freegan. No, it's not... It's not shameful, but I have... Well, I mean, define freegan for us, first of all. Like, what does that mean to you? Yes, what, what is a freegan? A freegan is a person who, like, goes into the bins and eats food from the bins. <laughs> but this is, like, the definition because I think, like, vegan is, like, I don't, you don't eat meat or whatever. So freegan is, like, you can eat anything, anything. that's, as like, meat or dairy free. as long as it's free because it's from the bins. I like this diet. I'm yeah. into it. Is there, like... Like, do you, do you limit yourself? Like, if if there's a bite taken out of it, you don't eat it, or is it just anything goes as long as it's? Well, no, I'm not f- like going into the fucking McDonald's bins, <laughs> or like it's not like I go to like. Also, I haven't done this in several years, but yes, when I was- no, we should say this is in reference yeah. to your time. Uh, in college mainly, right? Did it continue after that? Do you still do this? No, this was before college. Ah, okay. Or like, because I basically like, I had like a wild teenage years. Like I dropped out of high school. I had to go to like TAFE. After TAFE, I moved out of home and deferred uni. And then I went to uni. So I was like a late bloomer in Mm -hmm. terms of, I was like the oldest person at my uni. I was like 19 and a half or whatever. Um, (laughs) But like in that interim, like I was doing stand-up comedy and working at Cotton On. And so I just had like no money yeah, to yeah. buy anything. Yeah. I was like, I was spending a lot of money on things I probably didn't need. If you catch my drift, like some things that are illegal in camera. Yeah, things yeah. That some are, things that are illegal in camera. Oh right. no, things that are also illegal in camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, things that make you go woo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you know, there was that. But like, <laughs> I guess I probably, if I was being good, I wouldn't have needed to go into the bin but I was like I found out that you could kind of just go into like the dumpster at the back of Coles mm-hmm. um uh-huh. or right. like grocers are really good like mm-hmm. the main places I went were to Coles Broadway and King Street Grocer yeah. and like they would have basically like at the end of the day they just throw out all the bread yeah like all the bread they have all in those bags, in the bags yeah. throw them out the amount of waste from supermarkets is just ridiculous it's Insane. crazy if yeah. they have a carton one egg is broken they throw out the whole carton yeah. if they have like a mm-hmm. bunch of and I, this is sus because it's dairy but like Man, if you you know those like yo play six packets of yo play or whatever. <laughs> okay, so like if one of them True. has you know a uh, yeah, fucking puncture, the puncture thing, they throw, the whole they thing throw six of them out, and so it's like, a travesty. Yeah, it is a real That's waste. Such a waste. So like I'm no. not eating like yeah, fucking enough, yeah. half a burger from the street, Nat. Like I you know, so you're, you're eating... like scraping cheese off of the top of pizza boxes. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I was like, I think I ate better than I ever did when I shopped for myself as well because you would like. I had one day. I remember they had these like weird, bougie, like ca- salted caramel packaged crepes, and I was like, I went to the, I went to Woolworths one day and I saw how much they were, and it was like twelve dollars. I was like, shit, yeah, like it's not too bad. But then it wasn't always good. Like one time, I just found a bunch of um fish. 
just like okay. just gutted fish and I was like mm. yeah it's all on my Instagram so my Instagram used to be a freaking Instagram oh if you wow. go to the bottom How of it far back like yeah. oh like 2012 right. 2013 right. it's like me making like yogurt smoothies and like fruit salads and like rissoles and all this crazy shit from bin food okay. and then taking very aesthetic photos of them. You tried to downplay your freakinism at the beginning here <laughs> and now you're actually you dedicated a whole you, Instagram You were to a freaking influencer before I was. Instagram was even huge. Like, wow. do you understand how massive that page would be right now if you started I, if it? I it would be it, Absolutely. It really would. But unfortunately, I have this comedy career that it's absolutely... <laughs> I reckon you start another one just for freaking shit and get back into jumping. Oh, you, you're too good for the bins now. Are you? No, I'm not. I don't think you could be a freaking during COVID time, though. I mean, because I'm part it's a bit of sketch. I am part of freaking groups on Facebook still. Yeah, just no. kind of to keep tabs on where's good. Yeah. Look, I I love a bargain, so I'm not. Yeah, totally against this yeah, idea. Yeah, um, and you know, you do like hard I'd, rubbish. Absolutely. Soft he loves well. a hard rubbish find. This guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hard brought, soft. Give him to me. <laughs> brought a whole matter of different rubbish. things back to the house that we've never used, never found a use for. But Fantastic. they always do. eventually do find a use. By the way, what's your weirdest hard rubbish find? My weird. Oh god, my entire everything is hard rubbish. Like in my room. But probably my worst one was the time I got a mattress from the street. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, I that's okay. That's too I, bad. You see them but as in to sleep on. As in to sleep on. So when I first started working at Utopia, I was like super poor because like I hadn't got my first pay packet, but I had to move mm. down there and like I was living in this person's shed for $100 a week. Yeah. Like I was just very poor and I didn't, I was living on their couch cushions, like sleeping on their couch cushions. And so like three days into sleeping on couch cushions, I was like, I need to do something about this. I need to get a mattress. And so, and because I was in Brunswick West, which is kind of like the Marrickville of yep. Uh, yep. New South Melbourne. Wales or Sydney, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like, because you walk around Marrickville, you'll find some fucking gold on the street. You're like, you will find hard rubbish. That's oh, yeah. a bit industrial, 100%. cheap rent. Yeah, it's mm. incredible. But you're in the shed, you're sleeping on cushions. You need to get, you yeah. need to level up. I need to get comfortable. So I was like, look, I've seen mattresses around. I'm going to find the least stained, least mm-hmm. bed bug ridden yeah. <laughs> mattress. And so I did and I found a double mattress. You've gone mattress shopping. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why would you go to Mr. Snooze when the world is your Mr. Snooze? So I found a mattress and I drag it back to my house. And also like the fact that I'm like, weak as fuck so I'm like dragging this fucking mattress and it's like all the foam is like spilling out the edge so like the fucking mattress owner could have traced it back to my shed (laughs) how long did you sleep on this street bed I slept on it for like I'd say two days because the day after I put it into my house I went to Utopia and it was Uh the first time I've like been there and I was like meeting my idols like Rob Sitch and Kitty Flanagan and Silly Piccolo and Limo and stuff this is an ABC program yeah and I'm just dropping names like I just Mm-hmm. Pick them off the floor. Ooh, she's um, making a right old mess. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, so like I met all these guys and then they were like, how are you finding like Victoria? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I love it. Like it's so bohemian where I live in Brunswick West. Like I sleep on a mattress that I found on the street. And then everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the actual fuck is wrong with you? Like, and then Kitty Flanagan was like, she was like, did you really sleep on a mattress from the street? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, did you know the Salvation Army doesn't even accept secondhand mattresses because they don't know where they've been? Oh. And I was just like, no. 
bitch, you don't know that. And then she got out her phone. She started like typing like so aggressively. She was just like, Ugh. and I was like, I'm getting fired. I was like, she's sending an email to oh work doctor to be like, God. you have to fire this fucking homeless She's going to spread bed bugs through yeah. the ABC, the public broadcast. <laughs> exactly. And we cannot have that. Um, <laughs> we cannot. So then I was like, thought I was going to get fired. And then she just like showed me her phone and she was, and it was a mattress website. And she was like, pick a mattress. I've checked. They shipped to Brunswick West. And so then I did. And then she was like, and make sure you take a photo. Like, I want to see photos of you throwing out your old mattress. Right. So then I did a photo shoot in the alley of me, like, giving my old mattress the finger and, like, kicking it. And it was it was great. It was a beautiful time. Satisfying. So you got a yeah. whole new mattress bought for you. I did. I got a whole brand new mattress. Uh, these places you've lived in so far. Yes. Have they been with friends, strangers? What's your vibe? Um, usually I move in with strangers and then I become friends with whoever I'm with. Cause I figure like, usually, usually there's, I lived with a friend once in Bathurst for one year and we ha- like couldn't stand each other. By the, by the, end. the end. By the we end. We were just right. like, fuck you. Like we were screaming at each other all the time. We were crying all the time. Oh, like it was no. just a very emotional. Wow. Yeah. It was Volatile. like, yeah. And then we were like, you know what, how we'll solve this. We'll go on holiday together to Europe. No, like oh we needed time apart. But we were like, no, we'll just go to Europe together on this school trip and then we'll stay in the same room together because that won't cause any problems. Anyway. Um, so you pref- so then you prefer to live with strangers? Yeah, I think so. And I kind of just have always lived with tr- strangers since. Although the house that I'm in now yeah. was strange. I guess it was like friends of friends. So mm-hmm. it was sort of not Acquaintances. like... Acquaintances. Yeah, it uh-huh. wasn't like fully full strangers it was kind of like relative strangers mm-hmm. but most of the time I've lived with like full strangers and I don't think I would do that again because it has just burned me like so many times yeah, right because you can't like not that you need to vet people but I think that you kind of like you kind of just have to hope like mm. that's the best you can do yeah. and then you discover like all the weird stuff about them through living with them like yeah me, I mean you've only, you've only lived with friends I have only lived with friends but I I think you just need to be able to draw the line of who you allow in or out. So I'm I'm happy to live with friends as long as they're not involved in every single aspect of my life. So, you know, whether it's comedy work or, you know, don't all you those other things. literally live with Marty, who is you are working with right now? Like, don't, sorry. Not to, like, we're be a bitch, but, like, literally. literally working <laughs> yeah. in my room. I know. And we're friends. And I see yeah, you, but, like, out yeah, party all the time. Like, I don't know. But he's it's not true. in every aspect. He's not at stand-up gigs. That's right. Know? He's not at, oh, like, Oh, not yet, work. Nat. Yeah. Bloody, I am planning I saw, my uh, foray into the comedy world. Yeah, I did see him at it's at Bloody Giant Dwarf the other night. Like, That's true. Like, I mean, I could do a tight yeah. five right here for you guys. If you yeah. need, I could just throw it out. <laughs> we put out a question to the housewarming listeners. What is your preferred way of living with friends or with strangers? And we have got uh, John on the phone. Hello, is this John Robles? Yeah, wait, you called him. Why Absolutely you always... <laughs> John Robles. <laughs> I, know. I would hope I'd, it was you. I did call you. Um, so we've got Nina Oyama here, and we're just discussing living with strangers and living with friends. You prefer living with friends? Um, look, I prefer living with absolutely no one. I think it's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> well, <laughs> I believe... we did not consider. That's okay. true. We didn't even consider that. What's wrong with strangers? Have you had a, a bad experience? Um, absolutely, I have. So um, my most recent 
prior to the one I'm in share house, I was living with three randoms who were each like friends with each other. Mm-hmm. And it was like perfect. Cause I lived in like this tiny shitty little room and I was like, always like I would wake up at like 1 p.m. and then be gone in the evening and it was like shit in the night I never saw anyone I was like dream mm. um and it was fine and then like uh one by one they started moving out and being replaced by like worse versions of themselves uh, <laughs> um, yeah yeah because they were like these like pretentious like art people and okay. like which is fine like I could be friends with anyone yeah. I'm awesome but like the new people just like I could just tell that they didn't like me. <laughs> How so? Like, How could you tell? Um, it was it was a, a lot of like passive aggression. A lot of like in the hallway being like, "Do you think we should have a house meeting?" I'm like, <laughs> "Oh um, no!" <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Um, for what? And they're like, "About the chores." I'm like, "What about the chores?" And they're like, "I don't know. Maybe just something we should talk about." And like, or like they'd all be like in the kitchen together laughing. And then, like, as I would approach, silence, dead silence. Wow. Like, while I lived in that house, on three different occasions, like, like separate from each other, three different people came to my room and gave me a copy of All About Love by Bell Hooks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, three times these okay, wait. people did this. What is that? Is that, like, a CD? I think it's like a one of these like new age books that like hipsters read. Yeah, like, and I'm gonna call them hipsters. It's 2005 yeah. again because like it's just a book written by this lady that's like, you fucking deserve love and you are important and your story <laughs> matters. Um, John, can I ask a personal question? Are you uh, depressed? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> or do you give out a depressed energy? Absolutely. Like, I'm not blaming you for, like, putting out a vibe that you need a self-help book, but, I mean... If it's happened three times, it's yeah, a pattern. I think We're, that's a sign. John, what, what could have made them think that this would be an appropriate gift for you? Oh, my God. I mean, here's the thing. When I go home, that's when I get to be depressed. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you don't do that out on the street because then people feel bad for you. But yeah. when I go home, it's like, yeah, I'm going to lay in my bed and I'm going to watch 10 seasons of America's Next Top Model. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd always be like, we want you to be fully honest with us. And I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, what's really going on? And I'm like, um, I have major depressive disorder. I have anxiety. I don't blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't want to hear this. Well, you shouldn't have told care. them that. Then they wouldn't have given you the fucking books. <laughs> <laughs> nah, these people, they wanted the truth. They wanted the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and I couldn't handle it. What's your experience like living with friends? Um, uh, I live with my... I live with two friends, mm-hmm. um, and a, a, a conflict, a, a, a secret conflict that was happening between one and the other. And I, because I used to be very passive, um, I like I w- I accepted the responsibility of telling the third friend that we were no longer going to live with him, and it like really broke his wow. heart. Like he didn't speak to us for like a few years, wow. and then I lived with that other friend, and it destroyed our friendship because like I was never fucking home, and when I'm home, I want to watch TV and be quiet. So like, yeah, it was <laughs> terrible. 
See, that's why you should never live <laughs> yeah. with friends. There's so much pressure to hang out. Yeah. yeah. It's proven my know, point. I don't know. I think he's got a point. Though. I think he's got a point. Alone. Live alone. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Do we even need to do this podcast? No, I don't think living alone is good because then you have to keep yourself in check and it can just deteriorate so That's fast. True. No Maybe one's one answer to. Two is the magic number. Yeah, I think two or three is the magic number. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, John, and thank you so much for responding to the question we put out in our Facebook group. Hey, my pleasure. That almost brings us to the end of our first episode, dude. Yeah, that is. Um, thanks for joining us also, Nina. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. If you would like to find Nina's Instagram, <laughs> we have put her social media information in the description of this episode. Uh, speaking of Instagram, we have one too. It's at Housewarming Podcast. We're putting up extra content there we made a sketch this week Mm -hmm. where we tried to get rich quick but with modern kind of internet ways (laughs) to to do it um so if you want to see me and a nang then uh check that out also if you want to participate in the transfer us one dollar challenge we are more than accepting of any donations that's right we're on tiktok as well baby we're on tiktok housewarming podcast on tiktok but the last one is just our facebook group which Mm. at this first episode is a really important one to let you know we want to hear your stories and get you a part of the discussion of this share house existence that we're living so get on there it's housewarming podcast if you Mm -hmm. search in for, for a facebook group so it's housewarming podcast on instagram and facebook and on twitter we we are housewarming pot. Housewarming pot. Housewarming, housewarming pot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of you my did bring gift that to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and, no, they don't know what it oh, is. Oh wait, yeah. I just want to flag that I brought a pot, like a crock pot. Yes. And not the other type mm-hmm. of pot. Um. Anyway, that's uh pretty much all for our first episode. Thanks so much for coming along for the journey so far. That's it. First season. Until next time. Peace. Bye. Finally, big thanks to our hardworking producer, Jess Smalley. She mixed, mastered, and produced this episode. And a massive thank you to our boy, Paolo, for helping us out with the theme music. Do I have to put clothes on? Yes, you got to put I, clothes all on. Right, all right, all right. I'm up. All right, be one of the psychos who wears a shirt and no underwear. <laughs>